money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I am very ready to talk money. I'm very excited today. You are very excited. I today. am. Big smile on. I do. We've been talking about putting a, you know, getting the YouTube video for, <laughs> for the podcast, and 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 we might do that. Today is a good day. Reb is in her favorite color. She's got a big smile on her face. We've got a very special guest with us that Reb yeah. just loves dearly, and so we're not we're not gonna. We're going to keep the surprise okay. a little bit longer because I you're going to do the fit. Yeah, you're going to do what you normally do. Okay. Yeah. So are you are you with me? Here we go. If you need to listen to any of the previous shows we have, and you do need to listen to some of the previous <laughs> shows we have, then please go to morethanenough.ca or chri.ca. All of the shows are archived there and they have their own player. So no special player. You can just hit the button and listen. Super easy. Just need an internet connection. And uh, if you are a podcasting person... Just whatever podcasting platform you are on, search. Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. If we are not there, I'm going to ask you to just simply email us at info at more than enough and say, hey, you're not on my podcasting platform, and we'll do what we can to get on there. Uh, if your podcasting platform has a rating, please rate us. Mm-hmm. It really does make a difference. Uh, we've crossed a milestone in the last month. 10,000 downloads. downloads and that's just at iTunes so I want just a, a great woohoo I know it's pretty good thank you listeners because it's a big deal for us we don't have a whole lot of matrix and a lot of the, the downloads and, and uh, the, the podcasting platforms don't give a lot of analytics but uh, uh, iTunes does and it's pretty oh, we were pretty excited to get 10,000 mm-hmm. downloads so thank mm-hmm. you for listening yes so today I have my dear friend Pam Dick from out west she's from Abbott's Yes, welcome here, Pam. Welcome here. I'm, I'm my own. I'm my, I'm my own cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> um, I met Pam many years ago. She is a pastor of a beautiful church in Abbotsford, and mm-hmm. she's uh, a woman who prays her heart out and has uh, mentored me over the years. Called me out on stuff and encouraged me on other <laughs> things. She has prayed for David and I for years, and um, all kinds of people. That's uh, it's a crazy story how we met but um i love those stories but we invited pam today um to oh wait you have to say and she's an author oh she's an author of course <laughs> so she just wrote a book called soul restored it's actually in the mail coming to my house um i don't have it so yet you can't but, say but anything do, about it just well, that we love I pam d- and she wrote a book actually <laughs> she i do have the downloaded copy of it i just haven't because i want to hold the book in my hand and read it anyway i'm picky that yeah. way um but yes she's a beautiful woman of god and has uh encouraged and taught me personally so i'm so excited so thank you for being here today pam you're so welcome. I'm so excited to be on this with you and Dave. This is really cool. All right. And 
I can be on the other side of the country having coffee with you this morning. I know. Exactly. It's just so beautiful. I'm just grateful. I'm going to start with um, some scripture verses, and then we'll talk about the topic and actually how we got you on here uh, <laughs> in the first place. So I'm going to read two scriptures. And for you who are wondering, usually we tell you what this show is about already. Well, we're talking about giving today and our mm-hmm. attitude in the church and in our hearts about giving, and especially in light of the climate that we've been living in the last few months. And we've got questions around how do we give? Should we give? Do we still give? So we're going to... And I'm I'm just going to spoil it because then... We, Pam, you had a little bit of a Facebook rant go on, and <laughs> and Reb read that and went, "Oh man, this is just food for a show." show yes, so it's great. I mean, you know, we're always scouting for food for the show. So when when she read your rant, she went. Oh, yeah, we got to have Pam on and we got to talk about this giving thing. So go ahead. Okay, so from and lots of us know these scriptures, but maybe some of you don't. So Second Corinthians nine, starting in verse six says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly Mm -hmm. and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each person should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that you in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work as it is written he scattered abroad his gifts to the poor and his righteousness endures forever now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase the store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness so that's from second corinthians Nine, and the other one that we love, and we say this all the time at our, um, we all, I do know the reference now, and I can say it off by heart, Proverbs 11, verse 24 and 25. We're at our financial fitness shows, and Dave looks at me, and he's like, where do we find that again? Anyway, I do know it now. Um, this is what it says, Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. One man gives freely, it gains even more. Another withholds unduly and comes to poverty. A generous man will prosper, and he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. I love those verses. They're some of my favorite giving verses in Scripture. So today we want to talk about, we're probably going to bring those verses up, I'm sure, in conversation yet, but we want to talk about the attitude of the church in giving and um, I don't even know how we could introduce it other than that, that, that this, this concern that was on Pam's heart one day that she wrote about and that I read, um, yeah, we joke about it being a rant, but it actually is a, <laughs> it, it is a deep concern for you, Pam. Yeah, it is. And it is. what kind of, what, what are you seeing that concerns you? Well, the thing that got me going on my rant, and it was a rant, I even titled it my rant, um, <laughs> was because I'm, you know, I'm seeing and I'm hearing, you know, for instance, uh, opportunities to pray for different projects or different this and different that. And, and then, of course, at the end of that opportunity to pray, there's always a sales, sales pitch about sending in money, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I started to think, how confused are we starting to get about these uh, pitches that we do to send in money to help with a, um, a fundraising thing? Because we're starting to add all these um, recognition rewards, you know, and the Bible says, you know, that we're not supposed, our left hand's not supposed to know what our right hand's doing, et cetera, right? Like, mm-hmm. let your reward be in heaven. And, and hey, I'm, I'm all for thanking somebody. I'm all for um, recognizing somebody. But when you start to divide people up 
into categories. You know, you're in the gold class because you gave this much. You know, you're, you're going to be a platinum member of our thing, um, or you're going to be a bronze member. You know, I, I think I remembered saying to you, um, Rebecca, that I thought when we start dividing up um, rewards and recognitions for people who give, I think we're really feeding that spirit of mammon. We're feeding that spirit of um, needing to be recognized. We're feeding that spirit of it's my money. And we're also feeding that mindset of um, if I give, I want something back. And the thing that hit me, uh, somebody had sent me an article on a latest prayer initiative that was going up. And, um, and of course, it, they had these recognition things in there. And when I finished reading, I was getting angrier and angrier as I was reading it, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, thank goodness I, I've learned to, you know, watch my mouth over the years because I thought, <laughs> okay, don't send them around, you know. Mm-hmm. Instead, I rant on Facebook. But the thing that got me reading it was, where would the widow's might fit in here? Mm-hmm. You know, what, because we've put such high stock on the, va- the, the amount of money that you give, um, people who, like a, like the widow's might, they'd never even get to the bronze level of yeah. the reward system. Yeah. You know, it would be like, thanks for your little might, but, you know, you didn't give enough. And um, I think that we've lost the sense of that we give according to what God wants us to. Like you mentioned Second Corinthians 9, and one of the things I love about that scripture, that's one of the scriptures that got me started, was it tells you at the beginning of that scripture about our own personal responsibility to take time to pray about what to give. Mm-hmm. And it even says, like, make up your own mind. Mm-hmm. And then it says this, the next line says this, and this will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. Wow. And God loves it when the giver delights in giving. And I just feel we need to get back to being delighted mm-hmm. about giving, that we have something to give, and that we're, um, the reward should more be not that we've made the platinum club, but the reward should be that God's pleased with us. The reward should be the joy of obedience. So that's what kind of got that rant started. It. I thought, that what has happened to the church where we sound more like the world now mm-hmm. than we do like the kingdom of God that I read about in the New Testament? So, so does that make sense, Rebecca? That, it, that just got me hot. That yeah, it, hot did. <laughs> it did. If any of you want to read the rant, I have a copy of it. So um, I, I can send it it's to you. It's on Facebook, it's I'm on, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but why do you think we're... Why do you, like, how do, how do, I mean, maybe that's too historic and how did we get here? Like, I'm still incredulous that, that churches do that. I'm still incredulous that we, like, is it because we can't get people, like, we're not meeting our budgets? Is it, Mm -hmm. is it because we're scared that we won't have enough as a congregation to do what, what really may be in our hearts to do for the kingdom? Mm -hmm. But like, yeah. I, I definitely think part of it's that. Like our, our own church, personally, we have a policy that um, we don't spend what we don't have. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't go into debt. Um, we, we have a line of credit, but we very, very rarely use it unless we've got cash that can pay it off right away at the end of the month. But we believe in you don't spend what you don't have. And I think that's why I'm saying I think the church, and I'm a pastor, so I'm not knocking other churches or other pastors, but we have... Um, almost backed pastors into a corner of, in some ways, of, you know, you have to have this glitzy program. You have to have, everything's got to be new and mod and, and this kind of thing. And so somehow we've developed this mindset that, you know, we have to keep up with the world and do church like the world, almost like a TV show. 
and it's um, and it's like God has been saying to us, you know, the joy that I was going to give you was just in the giving. And I think historically what happened was, you know, our country, for instance, is really blessed that we get to have income tax receipts on our giving. Mm -hmm. But when I look back now, I just wonder if that wasn't like a slow and subtle turning in people's hearts about giving freely. Because I know so often when um, people want to give a a generous gift to somebody or or a generous gift to the church, you know, many, many times we'll hear, can I get an income tax receipt for this? And, you know, I'm not, not begrudging having income tax receipts, but, what I'm getting at is that we slowly expected something for our giving. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's robbed a lot of people of just the joy of knowing I prayed about it. Like, like we just said in that second Corinthians nine, I've prayed about it. I've made up my mind and this is, this is what I'm giving. And that God delights in us for that. And when you feel God's delight, you're going to have this amazing experience because you heard and obeyed. But I think that somehow we have started to plant in people that you need to get something back for your giving. And we've just forgotten how to give with an open hand you know, and be looking in God's face when we give. You know, um, this is what I prayed about. This is what I spent. This is what you're talking to me about. You know, and I'm happy to be a part of it because, you know, another thing that comes from all of that is that's the person who understands everything I have is from God. So mm-hmm. that means yeah. that God gets to sow it wherever He wants to. Yeah. So that, um, but to me, that's one of the one of my parts in this rant is that what has happened to us that we, we feel like we always need to get something for giving. So makes so, sense. Yeah, and and one of the I mean, it's totally resonating uh, on all kinds of levels. Of course, we we the the topic of giving is one that we address in the coaching that we do all the time. Um, part whether it's people of faith or not, because we coach people from from all kinds of walks of life. But one of the the phrases that I came across recently, which uh, Pam, I want to hear a, a little bit your opinion on this. But the the phrase is is that we can give with without loving, but we cannot love without giving. Yeah. And yeah. when I read that, I thought, oh man, that is a, um, with my giving, I often tell people, they, they say, okay, well, you know, I really want to give to this. Should I give? Or, or and, and I tell people, listen, if your heart is guiding your giving, mm-hmm then you have to, in a sense, check your heart. What is this? Is this me? Is this Dave's heart? And, and, and I want this for me. And so I'm going to give to get, or yeah. is God filling my heart? And, and is my heart filled with the presence of God? And so my giving is, is an outward expression of right. that. And, and, you know, to tie in, and, and this is where Pam, I love to hear your, your feedback on that is just when our love grows cold, when our mm. love becomes selfish, when there's pride in our hearts, how does that affect our giving? Well, I think for sure, as soon as we get prideful about our, our, our giving, uh, you right away defile the gift. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's the same. It's the same principle, Dave. It's the same um, motive. If you give something to your wife, you know, but you need something back from her every time you give, if you need to go around and tell everybody, yeah, I gave this to Rebecca, you know, um, you know, it's because it's not, you're not actually um, identifying with the gift. What you're identifying with is yourself. Look at me. Here I am, Mm -hmm. you know, and I do understand that, you know, uh, uh, people who are asked to give, um, you know, some, we've had so much arm twisting 
and so many sob stories. And I, and I please take that with a grain of salt. I'm just quoting the message on that. Um, where um, offerings have turned into um, 20, 30, 40 minute um, messages. You know, like when Alf and I have a speaker into our church, the first thing Alf asks them is, how long of an offering talk do you take? You know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> we had seen people coming in for offering talks and literally, um, you know, we'd watch them on YouTube or something like that. And, you know, our mistake that we didn't watch them before we brought them in. So mm-hmm. the end of it for us was finding out if somebody does a 20, 30 or 40 minute offering talk, we don't, we don't bring them in. And the reason is I'm not against if that's how you do your offering talks. But my sense is it begins to be a bit arm twisting, begins to be a bit, um, you know, like the sob story thing, you know, come on, come on, come on. I mean, I, I remember one guy, he literally talked for 50 minutes and I was telling Rebecca, I was about ready to throw my money in the basket just so he'd shut up, you know, here. Yeah. So, so, stop. so you, so you meet, cause I had never heard of that. So people, if you've invited a guest to speak, they then will talk about giving to their ministry for 50 minutes. Before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. You know, um, you can sew into, or they'll say they're taking a special offering for a project, usually for a project that they're doing or, you know, so that we can travel and, and take the word out to more people. And I'm thinking, I, I don't have a problem sewing into that. But I do have a problem when you go on and on and on and on because you actually have a hidden agenda. And the hidden agenda is you want this much money. I mean, I was at a meeting one time where I actually heard the people who were organizing meeting trying to decide who was going to give the offering talk because who got the most when they did. And I remember just coming out of there and saying, oh, God, help us. Like, whatever happened to putting personal responsibility back on people, if I have to persuade you, that you need to sew into my um, project that I'm doing or into my church. If I have to arm twist you to get you to do that, then it's not really a, a pure gift, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I can make you personally responsible, you ask the word, you know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to make up your mind what you're supposed to give. Then, then there's something so pure in that giving because it's a transaction between you and God. You're basically like opening up your bank account and saying, okay, father, you know, how much of your money do you want me to pour into this? Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I believe that it's all his. Mm-hmm. And so God has the right to tell us where to sow and where not to sow. And that's, that's another one of my pet peeves is that some people believe you're supposed to meet every single need that you see, you know, but I don't, I don't think we're supposed to meet every need. I think we're supposed to meet the needs he assigns us. Mm-hmm. Because, so, um, but that also leads like you're talking like this is a very normal thing. But to me, I'm hearing this means relationship with mm-hmm. uh, with Abba Father. This means yes. conversation with him. This means spending time with him and discovering what what mm-hmm. what is on his heart that he wants mm-hmm. to put on ours. Well, and, and yeah. you know, uh, Pam, as, as you're talking, you know, I'm just thinking about that, that widow's might scene because there is another part of that story. And Jesus points out that, you know, the other guy who gave just before that gave mm. out, of, you know, gave out of his excess, right? She put in yeah. way more than anybody else because, and, and I'm going to tie in the love, love part here because God asks us, asks us to love. Mm-hmm. And and to give out of that love, right? You know, yeah. again, when we, it, 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 if if we're really we love first, 
and then we give, just the same mm-hmm. way that God loved us first, and then He yeah. gave, right? Uh, John three exactly. sixteen, right? So when, when we look at that and we go, okay, so have we just simply, in a sense, um, in our culture, maybe got it backwards? We're thinking, mm-hmm. if I give, then I'll I'll be loved, or yeah. it's you know, uh, and again, kind of backwards giving to get. Something, something from God, yeah. something from someone else, something, you know, whatever it is, but that feeds my love. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that quote that you said, that we can, we can give without loving, but we cannot love without giving. And because that's the other thing that, you know, um, giving is more than just money, too. Yeah. You know, but we've, we've made giving all about just money, and that's kind of what we're focusing on right now. But the reality is giving is so much more. There's so many levels to what giving looks like in the eyes of God. But the, the reality is, um, if we're connected with God, see, when he tells us to sow into somebody, you know, you've got that love flowing through you. You're a conduit. You will be the conduit of God's love out to a person. And whether it's in finances, whether it's in time, whether it's in, um, you know, buying something for somebody, whether it's sending them something, you know, you're doing it because you felt God's heart towards that project or that person, you know, and then that's why the joy in obeying will just, you know, that's God's delight. That's when you, you just feel that delight, right? Mm-hmm. But when you give without loving, there's a scripture, Proverbs eleven twenty four that says, um, and this is Al's favorite scripture, the world of the generous grows larger and larger, the will, and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. See, that's a person that's not loving. You know, when, you, when you're giving for the wrong motives, when people have to talk you out of whatever it is you're supposed to give, and I, I do think we have to, um, get a better perspective on what giving is. I think we have um, somehow limited it to only finances, but there's so much more. Like I, I give of my time by praying for people. That's one of the things I do. I, I get behind people, you know, pray for you and Rebecca for years and, and your family and then and different other people that I know. That's one of the ways I give. You know, Wednesdays I spend a couple of hours mm-hmm. just sitting and praying for people. That's, that's my giving. And as I pray, because I'm talking to God for these people on my prayer wall, you know, you fall, you get God's heart for them and you begin Mm -hmm. to fall in love with them Mm -hmm. because you start to feel more and more and more of God's heart towards that person. Mm -hmm. But if I just send a check, Dave, or send an e-transfer to a group that I have no relationship with, you know, unless God has told me to sow there, if I just do it without any type of relationship, but because I hear that you know, if I give this much, I'm going to get a statue, you know, or, um, or a, a new book by the author, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just gave yeah. to you, you know, yeah, I actually paid for your book and you're getting some. Re- <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't think, oh, I'll get a book. I'll give to Joe. Yeah, you didn't well, call Pam, me and say Pam you doesn't give, love you, though. You so, give, yeah. yeah, you give <laughs> to go. Pam Dick and she'll send yeah. you a book. No, that's yeah. not just buy her I, book. Anyway, I don't know if I told you guys I'm actually sending you a bill for all the, all the hours of prayer. <laughs> no problem. You know? It wasn't freely given. I don't, I don't know if you realize that there was an hourly rate on that prayer. You know? Oh, man. Take, take it up I with mean, my boss. So. <laughs> you know, I mean, we laugh, but sometimes I think, oh, my gosh, that actually is almost the way we must sound to God sometimes, right? Aww. And um, I think God is so generous, and that's a part of his character that he's wanting us to reflect. And, and the reason why I say, you know, it doesn't have to be about money, and you don't have to be rich to be generous. No. You and just can, have to 
Can you tell that story of, of you wrote it in that the rant you wrote about the folks, some of the folks in your church who have yeah. less than, but they, yeah. what happened with, tell us about that little story. Well, this, this was where, you know, we were, we have a Friday night church that's for people that are more marginalized and, you know, uh, on assistance and have, you know, on, um, uh, you know, they, they have different things that are holding them back, physical issues and that kind of stuff. Anyways, after, uh, for a number of years before we took over that Friday night church, um, you know, there had never been an offering. They'd never taken up an offering for anything. And it was always because there was a bit of a mindset, we're too poor. You know, we don't have anything. We don't have enough, you know. And so the uh, couple that pastors that church, you know, we got together and they were saying, I really feel like we're supposed to be teaching them that everybody has something. Everybody has something to give. And so they said, we're going to start taking up an offering. Well, so here's these people who are, you know, on assistance, on disability, you know, all of these things. And all of a sudden there's these little buckets in front of them. And they start to, uh, well, first she primed the pump, the, the, the pastor there primed the pump by reminding them, we all have something. Everybody has something. So um, every week they started putting in loonies and, you know, and metatuni and, you know, every once in a while a $5 bill would show up. And, I mean, that's huge. Those are widow's mites. That's yeah. huge. And then they had a project. Their project was, and they involved everybody in praying. Do you want it? Should we, does God want us to sow into this or sow into that? And so what they picked was they picked an orphanage in Uganda. And they uh, had raised enough money in their offerings throughout the year that they were able to buy a bunch of mattresses for this orphanage. Well, you should have seen how excited they all were <laughs> when they got a picture back. You know, like, we did that. We, this group of people that the world says isn't good enough or is labels us as the poor, and, you know, we, our toonies and quarters and loonies, actually put beds underneath these orphans. And um, now it's just a continuing thing they do, and they're so excited. They're thinking of... Uh, uh, by doing a thing called Harvest Gardens, if you've never heard of it, mm-hmm. which for $1,000 you can um, uh, teach a, a village how to garden properly, which crops complement each other, you know, that kind of thing. And they're, they're excited that they can give away. And it's their whole, um, the way they think about themselves it has just come up so many levels because, you know, they've suddenly realized, well, we can all give. We can all give. That's amazing. So I think that that's what's really important is we cannot, uh, keep diminishing the amounts that we give by saying, well, you didn't make the bronze club. Too bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like, here's, here's my widow's mite. God, what are you going to do with it? And, and, I, not, and I think, it, Pam, I'm going to interrupt there. I just, I think it's uh, so key that we can all love so mm-hmm. we can all give, right? Like exactly. and, and going back to that, that idea that we've been talking about that, our giving, our motivation, our our drive from from forgiving has to be loving, and yeah. so to to say to somebody, "Well, you have nothing to give," means mm-hmm. really you're saying you have yeah. no capacity to love, yeah. and and that yeah. that's just false. We we yeah, you know. But how you also, I know we're really coming to the end now, but I mean, you've just encouraged us to to know that we all have something to give and yes, it's just right. opening and expanding our world and opening our heart to the Father. And if you're feeling today like you don't know what to give or you feel in this COVID environment, you are strapped for cash, um, but you may have neighbors 
you do have neighbors and you do have mm-hmm. stuff in your house and you yeah. a- start praying and asking the Lord, what can I give and how can I give it? Cause I want to yeah. participate. You have the DNA of generosity within you because you're created in the image of the father. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, we, it's like, we have two minutes left and that is just a great encouragement. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad you could be on the show today with us. Oh yeah, big topic to try to keep you in a certain amount of time. I know. Go ahead. I was just going to say quickly when she said find somebody. Um, you know, it's not about people being needy; it's about us caring for them. Yeah. So you know, when the toilet paper, when everybody was looking at toilet paper like the new gold, you know, like I, I walked down my street and tried to find the seniors, and here I am walking down with rolls of toilet paper <laughs> to give away to the seniors. You know, <laughs> <Way> to <go laughs> get out shopping. You know. Guess I wanted to hear out. a toilet yeah. paper miracle, but we, we can't. We can't go there. The role that keeps there's giving. There's a good right? word. So. Give what you have. What you have. The the apostle said it. What I have in my hand, I give to you. I don't have money, but I have. I have Jesus. So, yeah. Father, we just want to thank you um, for your generosity. We want to thank you that you are eager to teach us and show us how to be generous. And even mm. in this world that is discouraging some of us right now, or we find ourselves in circumstances that are causing despair. Lord, I pray that you would encourage each of us to look up to heaven and to ask you these beautiful questions. What do I have to give? What do I have from your heart to share with those that you love? And uh, Lord, I just thank you for this encouragement today for us. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks again, Pam, for bringing your wisdom and your thoughts and your rants and all of the good <laughs> stuff uh, to the show. Really appreciate it. And you're coming hey. back next. You're going to be here next week, so there's more to talk about. And awesome. On that, and on that note, join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.